Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. How are we doing today? We're good? We good? We good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys sound great. You look great. Uh, If I've not had the chance to meet you, my name is Jeremy, and uh, I'm so thankful that you're here today. Just thankful that you chose to be a part of what God's doing here at Generations Church on this Sunday morning. Welcome to those of you that are watching online, and if you are coming back from fall break or you just couldn't be here today, drop in the chat where you're watching from. We're so thankful you always join us as well. But today is a really, really great day uh, because it is Missions Sunday. If you showed up today and you're like, why are there a bunch of flags hanging in the lobby? We're going to tell you more about that uh, today, but I'm really excited. There's a couple things I want to let you know about quickly. You you heard from Emily on the video, but a couple things that I want to make sure that you are aware of. One of them is that next weekend is our youth Uh, fall retreat. So middle schoolers and high schoolers. And I know there's a lot of other things that your middle schoolers and high schoolers could probably be doing or already are involved in next weekend. But if you can, even if they go up a little late or come back a little early, uh, we have teenagers and we want our kids to be there. And so we're making adjustments to the schedule. But I'm telling you, like, it's going to be a really, really great weekend. I think the deadline to register is like today. It may have actually already passed, but just tell them that I sent you. And uh, we'd love to get your middle schooler or high schooler there for fall retreat. Go to the information center. If you need to make payment plans or whatever, don't let money be the reason your kids don't get to go. We'll, we'll work with you. We'll make sure that they get to go because it's going to be a fantastic weekend. And then next Sunday is Vision Sunday. And I want you to be here if you are a part of our church. If you call this your church home, I want you to be here with us as we just kind of look to what God is doing in our church and where God is leading our church. And so uh, just some things that the Lord's been stirring in us, stirring in me and our team over the last few weeks and months and celebrate some things, but really kind of look ahead and and trust God for some things as we move forward. So I want you to be here next Sunday for Vision Sunday. And then the following Sunday, October the 8th, is at the movies. So for three weeks, the 8th, the 15th, and the 22nd, we have our annual at the movie series. It's going to be a lot of fun But it's not just meant to be fun. Now, it's an easy invite for you to bring friends and families and neighbors and all that kind of stuff. The kids upstairs are going to use the movie Cars uh, to help share a really, really great portion of the gospel. And we'll do, uh, I'm not going to tell you what the movies are. We've got a classic week one, which is going to be awesome. Uh, And we've got some other movies there that we'll utilize just to tell the greatest story ever told, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus told parables, and so we're going to use some stories to illuminate the gospel as well. So I want you to be here October the 8th. And I don't want you just to think about being here. I want you to think about and be praying about who could come with you for At The Movies this year. So today is Missions Sunday. And you're like, okay, there's another guy sitting on stage. This is Garrett Snyder. Many of you know Garrett. Uh, He and his wife, Lindsay, started attending our church in 2016. He's also a really talented graphic designer. And so pretty quickly, we recognized that gift and asked him to join our team in a part-time role. And, uh, And then that continued to expand. And then last year... Uh, He moved onto our team full-time as our director of communications. So if you get social media posts or emails, and if you're not getting the emails, that means you probably blocked us. Please unblock us. We'd love to get those emails to you. Um, We're not going to give you like 30% off on Black Friday. Like, we just want you to come and get the information. So uh, Garrett sends all that. And then he also takes a lot of the photos and just is really, really talented. But he has a huge heart for missions. And so very quickly into his role, even doing a different job, just, hey, how can I be a part of the local and global missions efforts And so I'm excited for Garrett to be up here with me today. And he was a part of this team. He led the trip uh, of the 16 folks that went to Guatemala. We returned late last evening. And uh, and so if you see somebody that looks a little tired, they probably were in Guatemala. Or maybe they were on 38. That's like Cherokee County South during fall break, I think. But uh, I'm excited for today 
and Mission Sunday. There's, there's so many things that for us as a church that we really try to focus on as it relates to missions. We used to call it global missions and community outreach. But really, those two things we believe are the same. What, you know, whether it's across the street or around the world, like they're the same thing. It's mission. So really, what is our heart for missions in, in this kind of multifaceted, kind of two-pronged approach? Sure, yeah. I mean, as a church with a heart for missions, I think it's important for us to understand that missions opportunities exist uh, not only around the world, but right here uh, in our neighborhood as well. Um, just as needs are present in Guatemala and Southeast Asia, as you'll hear in just a moment, um, we also consistently see opportunities to support uh, families and individuals just right down the road here in Cherokee County. So our goal moving forward is to continue to seek those partnerships here locally and globally that can use our financial support to advance the kingdom of God, but also to prioritize creating opportunities to step outside of the walls of this worship center, put our feet on the ground, make a presence with our physical efforts, uh, and be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community and around the world. Yeah, so one of the things that you, you might hear us say is something like this, that like Generations Church Missions desires to meet needs in Jesus's name in our own community, and on every continent. And that really is something that kind of started stirring in our heart, Corey and I, a number of years ago, is that we want to have a connection to ministry that's taking place on every continent on the globe. Now, I don't know what's happening on Antarctica, Somebody's but on whenever it. it starts, we want to be right there, like an outreach to penguins. I don't know what's happening, but we want to be a part of what's happening on every continent, so we want to try to make sure that just prayerfully we're discerning, like, where can we help make a difference and make an impact? And so... Um, that's really our heart for our missions ministry. And so today I want to give you some updates from some of our existing partners that many of you may be familiar with, but I also want to introduce you to some new partners. And this first introduction may not actually be an introduction for some of you because you probably are going to recognize him when he comes on the screen. But uh, this is, I want to give you a quick video from Michael Ropo, who's in Istanbul, Turkey. Hey, Generations Church. I'm coming to you live from Istanbul, Turkey. For those who may not know me, my name is Michael Ropo. I uh, attended Generations Church when I was in high school, uh, leaning into my decision when I went into full-time missions work. Um, since then, I've gotten married. I've had two kids. I got married to my wife, Amanda. We have two kids, two boys, Micah, who's three, and Levi, who's one. Um, we are now in our new current home in Istanbul, Turkey. We just moved here two months ago. Uh, we just got our apartment and have gotten settled in. Uh, it's been our dream for some years now as we've been in Kona at the training base YWAM uh, Kona. And we've been training young missionaries to be sent. And we've been dreaming about ourselves getting sent for some time. So this is huge and exciting and also a little bit scary. But here we are in our new home. Uh, Istanbul is a city of 16 to 18 million people. 99% of those people are considered unreached. Vastly, 99% Muslim nation, very little Christians. They say that there's maybe eight to 10,000 Christians in the entire country of 85 million people, uh, Turkey. Literally less than 0.1 of a percent. And um, we come here because we feel like God looks at this place and he doesn't see it as too hard. It doesn't see it as too dark. He sees it as ripe. The harvest is ripe. Like he says in Matthew 9, Jesus says, look, the harvest, I tell you, is plentiful. The laborers are few. So pray that the Lord would therefore send laborers into his harvest field. And so that's why we're here. Our desire in being here 
is to see youth movement and to see young people, young Turks, come to know Jesus. Um, we plan to do that through learning language, making a relationship. Um, specific assignment that we have right now is to start a house of prayer in the city center in Istanbul. And we also desire to use training schools to begin to disciple the young Turks that we see get saved and train them up to get their first uh, missions experience through outreaches and believing that Turks would actually get sent to the nations of the earth surrounding Central Asia, Middle Eastern countries that Americans, Europeans can't get into as easily. We also dream about using sports and fitness as an avenue to reach young people for Jesus. So thankful for this new partnership, Generations Church. We look forward to making a relationship with you and getting to know you guys more. So thankful for my Georgia fam and all of your support and your prayers. We love you so much. See you later. It's been great. I've really loved getting to communicate with Michael and reconnect over the last uh, couple of months just as they prepare to make that, that journey uh, after they felt the calling. And uh, they've had some, uh, you know, he, he mentioned uh, starting his language classes. I got an email while we were in Guatemala. They got their visas, which they were expecting to be a pretty long process. So uh, the fact that they got that taken care of so soon was, was a big blessing for sure. Um, but one of the numbers that he, that he mentioned in the video, but he also mentioned to me in communications that I thought was just wild was a Turkey's home to almost 85 million people. And of that, around 8,000 of those are expected to be believers. Wow. The country's over 99% Muslim. Um, so we're beyond thankful for, for him and Amanda's decision to follow God's calling and to minister to the people of Istanbul. Uh, as he said, their specific role on that team will to be uh, to pioneer a house of prayer in Istanbul where believers can convene and worship and pray to help establish a training school uh, of up, uh, this upcoming spring where they're hoping to train about 20 to 30 um, young Turkish believers and get ready to send them out on short-term missions. So we're just excited for them and, and can't wait to see what God does, does through and in them while they're on this journey. Yeah, and I, I said some of you might recognize Michael if you've attended here for any length of time. He used to play the drums in our worship team yeah. when he was younger and, and then felt a call, a tug to go and prepare to do missions ministry and has continued to faithfully chase that even as his family's continued to expand. And so we just continue to pray for Michael and for Amanda and their boys and want to support them in every way possible. I want, to, I want you to see a quick video from our friend Johnny Moore in Southeast Asia. Greetings, everyone. My name is Johnny Moore, and I am a missionary serving in Southeast Asia. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your prayers and your support. Uh, through your generosity and through your just support um, being behind the scenes and sending me forth, I just want to say you are making a huge impact, uh, whether you know it or not. But to give you an idea, past few months I've been connected to and involved with doing some of the Sidewalk Sunday School ministry, supporting that, helping to fund and train teachers in Manila, Philippines, where they go out, the teachers will go out to and reach nearly 10,000 kids every single week, spread out across uh, oh, close to 100 sites. But you all have a, a, a part in that, scholarshiping and sponsoring the work that, that they're doing there. Also, uh, we've been able to help several orphanages in this area. Uh, in Indonesia, we were able to provide um, water to a, a, a children's home that had, had not had running water for almost, uh, for over a year but we were able to, to get a, a bore well dug and they found water. So we wanted to say thank you so much for that. Also providing Christmas to kids at children's homes throughout Southeast Asia. And just your ongoing support goes to help us do the work um, that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. So I just want to say thank you so much for thinking beyond yourselves and just 
being just Christ's hands extended. So thank you so much. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. I got to go earlier this year in January to the Philippines to visit Johnny and to see the ministry of Sidewalk Sunday School, Sidewalk Ministries there. And uh, I, I love the, the other pictures. I, I love the plumbing that was done at the, at the orphanage, like running that stuff up the side of the mountain there. That was impressive. Uh, but I, I got to watch these, these leaders in blue shirts, and all of them are like teenagers and young adults. And every single Saturday, they are being trained, equipped, and released to go and minister to 10,000 children a weekend. That's inc- What'd you do yesterday? What did I do yesterday? I mean, like, like they are just literally going out and, and presenting the gospel and because dis- they go back to these same sites every single week. So they're discipling these children. And so many of the young people in those blue shirts were raised up from one of those sites. They heard the gospel, it transformed their life, and they thought, how can I go back into my community and make a difference? And what a powerful testimony. We've also, through our annual Legacy Maker Golf Tournament, we have that golf tournament every summer, and it's not just to play golf. I love to play golf, but it's not just to play golf. It's like golf with a purpose, golf with a cause, and part of that has been to sponsor two of those young adults in the blue shirts uh, to be leaders, to get education and, and Bible training for one of them and to really make a difference in their own family and to help kind of break the cycle of poverty so that not only are they doing ministry, they're also bettering their own family and their own community. And so I'm so thankful for what God is doing through Johnny and the ministry there in in the Philippines and really in all of Southeast Asia. It's really exciting to watch. Yeah, it's been an honor to just to serve Johnny and what he's doing, but it's also, uh, as you mentioned, the sponsorships that we uh, kind of supply through the golf tournament. The same two students um, have received those scholarships each year. So Johnny sends updates and letters from them. And as we get them, we share them with the golfers. They, had, they got a little card this year kind of with letters from the children that are receiving the benefits of this proceeds from the tournament, just thanking them for giving them the opportunity to continue their education. And uh, it's just a blessing to see. And, and what's even, you know, to see the, that group of 10,000 kids and just wonder like how many of those kids are going to hear the word of God and then one day go through that program That's and right. become leaders in that community. So yeah. it's just a, it's a huge blessing to kind of stick in, uh, in that region of the Philippines. Um, we were honored this year to come alongside another ministry thanks to a connection that we made through uh, uh, Ken and Debbie uh, Summers, who are uh, elders here at the church. Um, they have a friend, a dear friend, Pastor Joel Reyes and his wife, who are pastors in the Isabella Providence of uh, the Philippines. And uh, just there, uh, Pastor Joel, due to the increasing amount of people that have come to know Jesus in that area, he felt a need. He felt like God was calling him to build the Isabella Bible School um, it's a property, it'll be a space for discipleship training uh, for students, as well as accommodations for missionaries who are there on short-term uh, trips. And through your giving to Legacy Makers, we were able to come alongside Pastor Joel, his team, the other supporters, and help um, make sure that that uh, project was funded in its entirety. Uh, and it's right now currently in the final stages of completion. As you see here, this is the property when they acquired the land. It had a, a rundown house. They've actually cleared that completely to the ground, and then you'll now see what is standing today thanks to your help and your contributions. Amazing. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. God's going to do amazing work through you, absolutely. And uh, they're currently finishing the inside. They're doing some tile work and painting and yeah. furnishing, and, uh, and here shortly uh, we're, we're looking forward to them uh, opening the doors and starting those classes. Uh, we're just excited about the discipleship and ministry that takes place there at the Isabella Bible School. And uh, over the next few weeks and months, we would just encourage you to join us in prayer. Pastor Joel and his wife and his team and the students that are going to ultimately grow in their relationship through years to come uh, through that project. Yeah. Another one of our new partners this year is Coleman Bailey. 
And Coleman is, uh, he's got ministry through several orphanages and other organizations he's connected with or has helped to start uh, in Haiti, on the east and western coasts of Africa. And, uh, but there's one special project that Coleman uh, really connected us to that we were able to come alongside him. And he's done ministry over the last few years as the war was going on in the Ukraine to go in and rescue orphans out of the Ukraine uh, get them onto buses and literally like get them across the border uh, into some other nations to be safe until they could return. Uh, but this, this specific cause that he connected us to uh, in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, is a really, really powerful story. So I'm going to come back and share in a second, but I wanted you to hear from Coleman and one of the partners there in Kenya. Hello, Generations Church. My name is Coleman Bailey, and I work with orphanages all over Africa and Eastern Europe. Uh, one of these projects is a project called Wings of Compassion, and it's founded in Kenya. And what we do is we take in girls who get pregnant between the ages of 11 and 14. All of the girls are victims of abuse. All of them are, uh, have police cases where the police will take the children to us, uh, and then we'll provide them a safe place for them to give birth. And then we'll raise both the mother and the child in the ministry, uh, providing them a place, not only safety, but a place where they can just get immersed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we've been growing this ministry a lot over the last four years, and you guys have just come in at just such an amazing moment for us to be able to take this ministry to the next level. Right now, we have 20 girls with 20 babies, and we're ready to expand this ministry and deepen it, and, and we could not do this without your support. So I just wanted to thank you guys so incredibly much for doing this and uh, Dorcas, she is on site every single day and so I asked her to provide a special message just for you guys. Thank you again so much. I wish I could be there with you, but thank you guys so much and God bless. Hello, my name is Dorcas. I'm the program director, Wings of Compassion Rescue Home. We rescue girls 15 years and below who are total orphans and most vulnerable who have been forced to the street, the, the ones that have been raped, conceived, and have nowhere to go. They are homeless. Those are the girls we rescue who are pregnant. They deliver here. All of these children and others have been born here. There our, uh, our latest case, we have a case of a girl by, by the name Sandra, uh, 14 years old. She was rescued unconscious she was pregnant and unconscious in uh, in the street well we just took her to the hospital she uh, by god's grace the baby was alive she was she does she did a cesarean session and the baby was removed alive and strong and now we have two months baby from sandra a girl from the street thank you so much for your support. We love you guys. And the baby, we say, Mwah! Love you. I want you to think about what she just said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. On the same planet that you and I live on, there are teenage girls, young teenage girls, 11 to 14 years old, who are victims of assault. They're victims of physical violence. And they are pregnant with no place to go. They are literal orphans with, with no hope. But a place like Wings of Compassion takes them in, helps to restore them back to health, and not only raises those teenage girls, but also raises their children. 
And, and I don't know if you and I will ever get the opportunity to go to Nairobi, Kenya. I, I hope and pray that we do. But we get to be there through a partnership with Coleman Bailey and Miss Dorcas to just be the hands and feet of Jesus extended to these young girls that, that maybe their view of, of a father and love and affection is, is warped or broken because of what they've experienced. But because of wings of compassion, they can be exposed to the love of Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful that we get to be a part of an incredible ministry like this. And I, and I can't wait to hear even more stories of, of the expansion of that ministry, not because we want to see it expand, but we don't want any girl to have to do that by themselves. And what I said in our first service that I, I wholeheartedly believe, and this is my prayer, is that we won't just be a part of other partners and other sponsors that are helping to kind of care for the people on the back end, that we would help be a part of resolving this problem on the front end, making sure that this doesn't have to be something that needs to be solved. And I'm hopeful and prayerful that God will allow us to be able to do that. And so I'm thankful for what God is doing. I'm thankful for this new partnership. And I can't wait to see how God will use us in this partnership. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. We're going to jump across the ocean now uh, over to where you've heard us mention a couple times this week. Uh, but we just returned from a trip yesterday from spending the past week at Costa Shalom, which is just outside of San Lucas, Guatemala, their director, Josh Hansen, uh, hosted a, a team of us, 16, uh, 16 of us, uh, represented Generations Church, went down there. We spent the week uh, doing a lot. We, we painted. They, they have a soccer and basketball court there that our team uh, kind of repainted and, and just kind of cleaned up that area a little bit. I worked super hard. We beautified the property through landscaping, and Miss Corey was running a, a lawnmower up and down the hill, and uh, we had the weed eating going on, and uh, we also uh, had the opportunity to uh, run electrical uh, lights and outlets into a transition house that uh, has been sitting dormant for four years. Um, it's just they had a need to finish it. And uh, through uh, Mr. Dan Reese and Corey and Pastor Jeremy and Pastor Connor, they stepped in, and, uh, uh, Pastor Carson stepped in that week and just spent some time just running wires throughout the house, getting light fixtures installed um, so that it's kind of advanced where they are in that project. And nothing burnt down. Nothing burnt down. It was, a, it was a miracle. And, yeah. uh, so now all, all they have left is they've, they've got to do some tile work, some stucco, furnish it, uh, but eventually that will be available to 18-year-old uh, men and women who are getting ready to transition out of the orphanage yeah. um, uh, via the law there in Guatemala. But it'll take them out of a dorm that they're currently living in where they're getting three fantastic meals a day and getting taken care of to move into a house to learn some life skills, to cook for themselves, get a job, and just be ready to transition into the world outside of Casa Shalom. Um, and then outside of that, we, we played soccer and basketball. We got beat a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was embarrassing. I quit at one point and just yeah. kind of let it happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got to care for the toddlers there, uh, love on the kids, have, have meals with them. Uh, a couple of other great opportunities we had. Um, we got to uh, pack about 50 bags of laundry detergent and uh, rice and beans and, uh, and take it to a neighboring village just outside of Casa Shalom, hand it out to the people that... Uh, live there in that village and spend some time with them. Uh, and then we also got to take a small group of kids to the local mall and uh, take them shoe shopping. And uh, that, was, that was a great experience. We've mentioned before th through the, uh, the golf tournament that we do, some of those proceeds went to supplying uh, every uh, kid there, all 60 kids, uh, with two pairs of shoes, a formal pair for a school and a, a pair of tennis shoes uh, for their time there. Uh, and uh, that was just a, a wild experience getting to take them to the mall, and, and you know, they're, they're, they're very well taken care of. Those kids are loved on, and they have everything that they need. Josh and Jessica and their team do a fantastic job. Um, but to get to take them, God, yeah. it got me the first service. Yeah. We got to take them to a mall. 
and watched them have pride in picking out something um, that they loved. And, uh, man, it was just a special, special opportunity. And uh, it's just a little part of just the amazing work that God did uh, through this church because of your help while we were down there this week. And it was, it was a great trip. We returned with an even bigger burden for those kids there. And uh, we're planning to go back in 2024. And uh, if the Lord is speaking to you through, through these pictures and photos and the stories that we're going to share over the next few months and years, uh, we would love for you um, to just, when you hear uh, the sign-up open, just get more information and, and really just consider being a part of that next trip and, and the other trips that we'll have in the future to different areas and partners that we talk about today. Uh, we really believe that God's going to do incredible things through those trips and through the teams that go as a representation of this church. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the sound for me that I take away from the trip is just the sound of laughter and joy on the faces of those yeah. children. And uh, man, just you made a difference. We represented you, but you made a difference in the lives of those, those kids this week. And I'm so thankful for that. So we move up from Central America into North America and into the United States. And uh, this last year, we were able to pick up a partner that, again, is no stranger to our church family. Uh, Paul McKinney uh, moved back to Cherokee County several years ago and began attending our church after spending several years doing ministry and missions in Wales. And he came back, his family's very uh, missions-minded and has a heart to, uh, to serve around the world. And so he was constantly like, Lord, where would I go next? What should I do next? And, uh, and, and the Lord began stirring him. And so he recently, uh, last year, moved to uh, YWAM Yosemite, which is in Oakhurst, California. And he was just so willing to do whatever it is that God had for him. He just joined the maintenance team originally and just started doing projects and helping repair things out of some skills that he had. Kitchen and, staff, yeah, the meals, kitchen staff, yeah. cooking meals. He's like, I don't know if I'd eat it, but I'm going to let them eat it. You know I mean? Like just, no, just, I mean, I'm just kidding about that. Like he just, whatever I got to do to get on site yeah. and to be a part of this work. And, and then this last Jan, uh, July, he transitioned over towards kind of the, the DTS training arm of YWAM Yosemite and tra- helped to train seven students that moved to Nepal to do uh, a short-term ministry trip there. Uh, in Nepal. And, and we're just thankful for Paul. When Paul would attend church here, every Sunday when he was here, he would sit right over here. So I'm not saying God's calling anybody on this side of the room to missions, but I'm saying whatever the Lord wants to do, just let him have his way, okay? So uh, I, I just love that with Michael Ropo and Paul McKinney, like there are people from, out, from within our church that say, hey, I feel like God is calling me to go and make a difference, not just in the walls of a church, because they served within, when they were here, but, but also to go and make a difference somewhere else around the world. And so we're thankful for Paul and what God's going to do. He, he's going to transition again, maybe this next year, into leading a team uh, out on, on mission. And so we're, we're thankful for that, which kind of brings us, we're here now in the United States to kind of our, one of our primary North American partners, which is the Association of Related Churches. This is the ARC Church Planting Network. It's just a network of like-minded churches that desire to see uh, churches planted, thriving churches planted in every community to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it was started in the year of 2000, and uh, their goal was to plant 2,000 churches. And 23 years in, we are about to cross over 1,100 churches. There are four churches being planted today. Yeah. Uh, there's about 14 that have been planted in the month of September. And, uh, and I'm thankful for the acceleration of this mission for ARC. And one of the churches that you heard about last week was a church that we came alongside, even beyond our normal ARC giving uh, was Way Church in Nashville, Tennessee, Pastors Noah and Maddie Heron. And uh, they, they launched on September the 10th uh, in Nashville, right downtown. And uh, we saw, they saw over 500 people on day one, ser- first service, and saw 38 people give their life to Jesus Christ on that yeah, first Sunday. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. 
And the thing that I love about Pastor Noah and Maddie is that they desire to see 1,000 people saved in year one. year one. I love big, bold prayers and believe that God can be trusted with big, bold, audacious, faith-filled prayers. And so I'm believing that 1,000 uh, is just a drop in the bucket for what they'll see God do there in Nashville. And so we're thankful for the ark, thankful for Wade Church and what God's doing. Yeah, I got to talk to Noah a few days after their launch, and uh, he was just, they were on fire about how the first day went. They've been meeting as a launch team for the last year, uh, but on the 10th, they opened to the public. And uh, I think even more so, he believed in that thousand number uh, in talking to him. So it's yeah. just been a lot of fun to see um, them working to kind of get yeah. that church launch, and they're going to do a, a lot of great things in Nashville, and we're excited for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to talk for a second, just here on a local level, uh, some of the things that we've been able to uh, have our hands on this year that we're thankful for. Uh, we've had the honor of supporting various local organizations and projects around Cherokee County to try to uh, just lend a hand in meeting some of the needs right here in this community. Uh, one of my uh, personal favorite experiences has been uh, being a part of this group called Cherokee Collective. Uh, it's a group of local business owners, church leaders, nonprofits, county workers. We meet once a month at the co-working space down at the mill. Uh, and at these meetings, needs are brought to the group. And uh, those who can meet those needs and those requests kind of step forward and take care of those. Um, and that action kind of happens right there in real time. It's a special thing to watch. Oftentimes, a few of us will come together and partner on making these needs uh, and taking, taking care of those needs that are presented. Uh, it's just a really fun thing to watch happen and just see the work that's happening here in Cherokee County. Uh, an example that I love to like mention is like, one of my couple, like a couple of meetings in, uh, we were there and a, and a representative from a local organization came and um, presented a need for a vehicle for a group of four um, boys that she had met that were currently living in tents in our town. Uh, they were trying to work their way out of homelessness and they're uh, they just uh, needed a car to get to work. All four of them had gotten a job at the local Wendy's, and uh, she had found out that they were walking round trip a total of 14 miles a day to get to work and back hmm. to bring in an income and try to pull themselves out of the situation that they found themselves in. So she just said, hey, I'd love to get these kids a car to make this transportation just one less thing that they have to worry about. So uh, another um, organization lifted a hand and said, hey, I've got access to a vehicle. It's going to need some work. Um, but you're welcome to have it. A local food pantry raised a hand and said, hey, we've got a partner here locally, a, a local mechanic that will do up to $500 worth of, of free mechanical work uh, for those in need. And then another church raised their hand and said, hey, if you'll get that work done, we'll put new tires on the car. And within a matter of minutes, these boys had transportation to their job to get themselves out of this situation they have found themselves in. And it was just a, a beautiful thing to watch. And there's stories like that, endless stories that we witness happen right there. Uh, every single month at those meetings. And throughout the month, we get, uh, we're on an email thread, all the leaders that are a part of that group. They'll send just uh, sporadically just kind of needs and, re and requests for things that need to be taken care of. And a couple that we got to take part in this year um, that just kind of, I think, spoke to, again, just, you know, we have a lot of educators and, and, and things, that are, uh, teachers and uh, uh, school staff. And uh, so education is always the forefront, the school partnerships that we have. You know, that's that's a big heart for the local missions that we have here. So a couple of the opportunities were uh, earlier in May during graduation season. We had a few boys from Cherokee High School who got their diploma, who did the hard work and, and made it to graduation, but they didn't have uh, formal wear uh, to walk across the stage in. Uh, so we were able to buy um, about half a dozen pair of dress shoes and socks for those young men to help complete their outfits so they could be proud to take that stage that day and, and to receive their diploma. And then earlier this summer, uh, they reached back out and said, hey, we've got a family that's really just hit some hard times, and they've got a few teenage boys um, who don't have clothes for the upcoming school year, so we were able to go to the store, 
purchase a handful of outfits for each of those kids. And, uh, and that's because of you guys. I said in the first service, I sit in those meetings as a representation of everybody that's in this room. I yeah. get to make those decisions because of the generosity that you guys have. And we're able just to, to meet a need when we see a need. And that's because of you. I'm just, I'm there to represent this church and the people in this room who are just so gracious to give um, of what they have. And so it's, it's, it's a great you know, opportunity and experience for us to get plugged into the community. But we've also done a few things. We've partnered with Give a Kid a Chance this summer. Yeah raise some school supplies for families in need. We have the coat drive that's ending today in the hallway. If any of you are currently wearing one and you want to part ways with it, you know, we'll take it. Uh, that's, that's going to a fantastic cause. But there's just so much going on here again, here in Cherokee County, to kind of match you know, the needs that are around the world. So we want to make sure that we're prioritizing, taking care of the people, God's people across the globe, but also right here down the road in Cherokee County. So thank you guys for being a part of that. You know, I know a day like this can be a little overwhelming, can it? I mean, there's, there's so many needs, there's so many stories, there's so many pictures, there's so many things that we could share, and uh, even the ones that we have shared, like, like we want to do more. Yeah. Like, there's so many other things that we would love to, to, so many other needs we'd love to meet, and so many things we'd love to respond to, and, uh, you know, so we come to a moment like this, and we're like, well, what is it that we can do? What could we do? And before we get there, I want to celebrate what God has allowed us to do to this point. Not just the pictures and the stories and the partners, but what God, through you and your generosity, has allowed us to see happen this last year, but also since the inception of our church back in 2012. So we have a pretty simple approach to giving. Uh, We don't really ask you for a lot of money. We just want you to ask the Lord what he would have you to give, and then you respond in obedience to him and give. We believe in the tithe. So we believe that the first 10% that comes in of income, that we give that 10% back to God through the local storehouse, according to scripture. This this would be that storehouse. And it supports the ministries of our church, our kids' ministry and our youth ministry and worship and production and the women's ministry and mend all the groups and the things that we're trying to do here in this rapidly growing church. And so when you give faithfully and generously your tithe, whether you designate it as tithe or as church ministry, those funds help to fund the ministries here at the church. And then after we give of our tithe, then we give offerings through our Legacy Maker Fund to support all of these endeavors. So we give these offerings over our tithe to be able to do these things and hopefully to continue to do even more things. And so I want to celebrate. I'm giving you a 10-second heads up. We're going to clap, hoot, and holler in just a second because this is a really exciting thing. In the last 12 months, together, we have given $90,829.59 to local and global missions. I'm going to get out of the way for this one. That's a big one. And I'm I'm so thankful for that. I'm I'm so thankful for that. That, that's, That's money that you give that then we're able to give to these other ministries and partnerships. And and we're believing that God's going to continue to accelerate that giving because we've seen an acceleration. Because we launched in 2012, and so since January of 2012, the total giving this year crossed over a half a million dollars, $526,225.61. Can we just praise God for that? And maybe you look at that and you go, hey, I I gave the 61 cents, you know? Or maybe you look at that and you say, I'm never going to go to Kenya. I'm never, I'm never, I want to. I had somebody, well, I had a husband walk by me to go get the kids and the wife was trailing behind. He said, I'm going to get the kids. My wife's trying to figure out how quickly she can fly to Kenya. She wants to love those girls. But like, maybe you say, hey, I'd love to, but I just don't know that I can. And we're trying to figure out like, what is our part in all of this? Like, what do we do beyond what we're already doing? 
And so I just want to remind you from the pages of Scripture, most weeks we've got a ton more Scripture than this. I just want to come simply to one passage of Scripture that most of us may be familiar with, this commission from Christ to his followers. It's found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 19. And it says this, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. He gives us authority, and he commissions us to go. Go, therefore. Therefore means in response to something. What do we have to respond to? The goodness and faithfulness and love of God on our own lives, the blessings of God, the things that we've received that we don't deserve. Like, therefore, in response to his goodness, in response to the need, in response to every answered prayer we have had in our own life, in response to the faith that we can cry out to a God that we believe hears us, that we want people on the other side of the world or the other side of the street to know that when they cry out to God, he hears them too. Therefore, we go. We can go literally. We just brought 16 people back, and we're going to take more trips next year and the years to come. We want to continue to expand those opportunities. We're going to have local serve day opportunities as we do semi-regularly, and we want you to jump onto those teams as well here in our local community. You say, well, I don't know that I can go. Maybe you can give. That we could see this year's total be the smallest number we give through the history of the rest of our church. That we just continue to see God's faithfulness poured out upon the people of our church as we say, God, you can trust us. And as you entrust things into our hands, we will give them back to you to see your ministry, your kingdom expand locally and around the world. And all of us can pray. Every single one of us, we can pray. You've seen the faces now. You've heard some of the names. If you need to be reminded, we can give those to you. But all of us can pray. We want you to go. We want you to give. And we want you to pray. All of us can do that in response to the commission, the call that Christ makes of his followers. And so I want all of us today just to, just to think about that. And not just to like walk out of here and go, hey, that was a good update. We're doing some good things. I'm proud of our church. Listen, I am proud of our church. We don't claim to be the biggest church, but we're growing. We don't claim to be the most generous church, but you are incredibly generous. But we say, God, would you trust us to do even more things with your help? So if we walk out of here and we just feel proud, and we just feel excited, or we feel a little you know, heartbreak for a few minutes until we get to lunch, we've missed the moment. I think it boils down to three questions. God, what would you, what would you have me to give next? What would you have me to give next? God, where would you have me to go next? Where could I go next? And God, how would you have me to pray now? How would you have me pray right now? So here's what I want us to do in response to that. I just want you to bow your head right where you're at. Nobody's looking around, just a moment between you and the Lord in response to all we've seen and heard today. I don't want to miss an opportunity to imagine and believe that God can save people on the other side of the world or in other places. I also believe God can save people in this room right now. And we had people respond today, even on a mission Sunday, to say, hey, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I want God to forgive my sins and to be the Lord of my life. And if that's you today and you want to make that declaration, I need God's grace and his forgiveness today. I just want you to lift your hand right where you're at. We want to pray for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Thank you so much. You can put it right down. Thank you so much. And now if you would say, Jeremy, for me, 
I want to give, I want to go, and I want to pray. I just want to be a part of what God's doing locally and globally in his kingdom. If that's you, would you lift your hand? My hand's lifted today. We just commit ourselves to this commission that he's given to us. Let's pray together. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for a day like today. We thank you for the numbers and the names and the pictures and the stories. God, we thank you for all that you're doing around the world and in this local community. I I believe we're in a season of revival. I genuinely do that your church is expanding, not just this church. Churches are expanding as lost people are being saved and hurt people are being healed. I I believe it's happening. And so God, I pray that it would take place in Turkey 8,000 believers among 85 million. I believe that there would be a revival in Turkey and you would use people like Michael and Amanda Ropo to reach the lost there as they've committed their lives to go. God, I pray that you would help Paul McKinney to raise up people to go around the world. I pray, God, that you would help Coleman Bailey and Dorcas to love these teenage girls as they raise children of their own. God, I pray that you would help Casa Shalom and the directors and the staff there to love those children. I I pray, God, for church planting. God, I pray that all of the things that are happening, that the kingdom would expand rapidly and we would be a part of it. Because, God, the work is not done. The harvest is plentiful. And, God, here are some people that are laborers. We're, We're lifting our hand to respond to this call. Let us go. Let us give. Let us pray. God, now I pray for every person that lifted their hand to acknowledge that they need you to be their Lord and Savior. We thank you for salvation, this free gift. They don't have to earn it. They just have to receive it from you now. God, even as I pray, I pray that they would respond to you and cry out to you, even if it's in a whisper. Say, God, forgive my sins and be my Lord. God, we believe as they do that, as they acknowledge you, they believe that they're saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. God, you would respond to them and change their eternity forever. We want to walk beside them and equip them and help them. But God, we thank you that you do the saving work. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day and God bless.